The Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. Son Correal est on lust serpendadu. Scot Coron la tachi la rosani turn mangoring. During the whole of a dull, dark, and soundless day, in autumn of the year, when the clouds hung oppressively low in the heavens, had been passing alone on horseback for a singly dreary tract of the country, I at length found myself in the shades of evening drew on in view of the melancholy house of Usher. I know not how it was, but with the first glimpse of the building, sense insufferable gloom pervaded my spirit, and say insufferable, the feeling was relieved by any of that half pledgeable because poetic sentiment with which the mind usually receives even the sternest natural images of the desolate or terrible i looked upon the scene before me upon the mere house and, upon, and the simple landscape features of the main upon the blink wall walls upon the vacant eye-like windows Upon a few ranked sledges, upon a few white trunks of decayed trees, a depression of soul which I can compare to no earthly sensation, more properly into the after dream of a reveller upon opium, a bitter lapse into everyday life, hiding hideous dropping off to the veil. There was an iciness, a sinking, a sickening of the heart unredeemed dreariness a fault with no golding of the imagination could torture into aught of the sublime was it what was it i paused to think what was it that so unnerved me the complimentation of the house of usher is a mystery all soluble nor could i grapple with the shadowy fancies that crowded upon me as i pondered as false to fall back upon an insatiable conclusion, that while beyond doubt there are, combina are combinations of very simple natural object objects which have the power of thus affecting us, still the inness of this power lies among considerations beyond our depth. Possible if reflected, a mere different arrangement the tickers of the scene, the details of the picture, will be significant to modify or perhaps annihilate its capacity for sorrowful impression. Acting upon this idea, vain my horse to persistent brink of the black and lurid tarn, lay in an unruffled lustre of the wider dwelling, grazed down, but with shudder even more thrilling than before. Upon the remodelled inverted images of the grey sledge, the ghastly tree stems, the vacant and eye like windows. Nevertheless, in this mansion of gloom, I now propose to myself as so long as some weeks, Grieta Roderick Yosha has been once one of my boon companions in boyhood, but many years elapsed since our last meeting. A letter, however, had lately reached me in distant parts of the country. A letter from him, which is in its wildly and protrude nature, had admitted no other than a personal reply. The MS, given evidence of nervous agitation, a writer spoke of acute bodily illness, a mental disorder which oppressed him, of earnest desire to see me at his best, Indeed, his very only personal friend, view attempting by cheerfulness of my society, some nation of this Malay, is a matter in which all this and much more was said. His apparent heart went with his request. It followed me no room for hesitation. I accordingly obeyed forthwith, and what with what I still considered a very singular summons low as boys he'd never been intimate associates 
Yet I really knew little, my friend. His herb had always been excessive, habitable. He was aware, however, his very ancient family had been noted time at a mind, peculiar sensibility, temperament, displaying itself through long ages in many works of exalted art, manifested of late, pitted deeds, a mythificent scent, yet of obtrusive charity, as well as a passionate devotion in trees, perhaps even more than to unorthodox these recognizable beauties of musical science. Burn too, very remarkable fact, the Stanley Usher race, all time honoured as it was, had put forth at no period any enduring branch, in other words, a entire family in direct line of descent, and always a very trifling and very terribly a variation, so laid. I was at this irresistible sufficiency, I considered while running over in thought the perfect keeping of the character of the premises, the accredited character of the people. And while speculating upon the possible influence which the one in a long lapse of centuries might have exercised upon the other, it was this deficiency, perhaps, coronal issue, the concurrence and divinating transmission from sire to son of the priority of it a name which had at length so identified two as a, as to merge the original title, the estate, in the quaint elevatical appellation of the House of Usher, a appellation which seemed to include in the minds of peasantry who used it both the family and family mansion. I said the whole so affected by somewhat childish experiment of looking down within the town of being of deep and to deepen the first single impression there can be no doubt that the consciousness of the rapid increase of my superstition why why should i not so term it to mainly to accelerate the increase itself such i have long known the paradoxical law all sentiments Having terror as a basis, it might have been for this reason only that when I again uplifted my eyes to the house itself from its image in a pole, there grew in my mind a strange fancy. Fancy to ridiculous indeed, I had not mentioned it to show the vivid force of the sensations which oppressed me. I had to work it so worked upon my imagination as really to believe that about a whole mansion of Maine. There hung an atmosphere peculiar to its themselves, the immediate vicinity, atmosphere which had no affinity with the air of heaven, but with which had reached up for the decayed trees, a grey wall and silent town, a pestilent and mystic vapour, dull, sluggish, faintly discernible, and laden, laden hued. Shaking off from my spirit what must have been a dream, I scanned more narrowly the realist aspect of the building. Principal feature seemed to be that exquisite antiquity, the scoloration of ages, being great. Minute fungi overspread the whole interior, exterior, hanging in the fine web, tangled web work from the eaves. Yet all this was apart from any extraordinary depredation. Dep- no portion of the masonry in the form. It appeared to be walled inconsistently between its still imperfect adaptation of parts, crumbling condition, the individual stones. If this were there as much reminded me specious totality by old woodwork, which was rotten for long years, some neglected vault, with no disturbance from the breath, external air. Beyond this incantation, Excessive, extensive decay have a fabric grave, little token of stability. Perhaps the eye of scrutinating observer might have discovered a barely perceivable fusion, which, extending from the roof of the building in front, made its way down from the wall, wall in zigzag direction, until it became lost in the southern waters of the town.
Noted these things, I rode over a short causeway to the house. A servant awaited, took my horse, I entered the Gothic archway of the hall. A valet, a stealthy step, hence conducted me in silence through many dark and crooked passages in my progress to the studio of my master. Much had encountered on the way contributed, I know not how, to heighten the vague sentiments of which I have already spoken. Roderick's around me, while the cavings of the ceilings and sombre tapestries of the wall, the only blackness of the floors, the phantomic armorial trophies, rattled as I strode, when but matters of which, or such as which, I've been accustomed from my infancy. I had known hesitant not to acknowledge familiar was all this. I still wanted to find out how familiar were the fancies which all new images were stirring up. On one of these staircases I met the physician of family, his countenance, I thought, or a mingled expression of low cunning, peccability. He accosted me with temp- temptation. And passed on, but it now threw open the door, ushered me in the presence of his master. The room in which I found myself was very large and lofty, the windows long, narrow, and pointed, and so vast a distance from the black oaken floor as to be altogether insensible for in. Feeble gleams of crimson light made their way for the tensored panes that served to render significantly distinct and more prominent objects around. The eye have struggled in vain to reach the motor angles of the chamber, recesses of the vaulted and fretted ceiling. Dank diaries were hung upon the walls. General furniture was profuse, comfortless, antique and tattered. Many books of musical instruments lay scattered about, failed to give any vitality to the scene, kind of breed an atmosphere of sorrow, air of stern, deep, indemnable gloom hung over and veiled, faded all. Upon my entrance, Usher rose from the sofa, which he had been lying at full length, greeting me with fit, vicious, cautious warmth, which had much in it, as I first thought of an overdone cruelty. Constrained effort of an immune man of the world. Glance, however, his countenance convinced me of his perfect sincerity. We sat down for some moments while he spoke not. I gazed upon him with a highly half a pity, half of awe. Surely a man had never been so terribly altered in so brief a period as, a, as had Roderick Usher. As with, it was terrible, diff, it was the difficulty. I could bring myself to admit that the indented man being before me, a companion of my early boyhood, the character of his face had been all times remarkable, a cadaverous complexion, an eye large, liquid, limorous beyond comprehension, lips somewhat thin, very padded, but of surpassing beauty, beautiful curves, nose a delicate, Hebrew model. But we had, a, we had a breath and nostril, unusual similar formations, a finely moulded chin, speaking in its mo- want of prominence, a want of moral energy, higher of moral, and white black softness and unity. These features within older expansion by the regions of temple. Made up together of countenance not easy to be forgotten. Now, in the merest straggleration of a revealing character, these features and expression, they want to convey, lay so much to change that I, I doubted to whom I spoke. Now, ghastly pallor of the skin, now, miraculous lust of the eyes, above all things stared and even ordinary. Silken hair, too, was suffered to grow all unheeded, as his well got more texture. It floated rather than fell about the face. Could not even with effort connect its abstract expression from any idea of simple humanity. In the manner of my friend, 
I was once struck with coordinates. All consistency I found found this device a series of feeble and futile struggles to overcome habitual tempity and nerve excessive nervous agitation for something of this nature had indeed been prepared no less with letter than by remembrances, certain boyish traits, by conclusions, but deduced from a peculiar physical conformation temperament. His actions are totally voracious and solemn. His voice varied gradually from tremendous indecision, which the animal spirits seemed utterly in abeyance, to that species of genic concision, that abrupt, weighty, unhurried, and hallowed, sounding immunication. A lady in self balance of perfectly modulated gruntual utterance, which may be observed in a lost at Lunkwood, in Clamble Eater Opium, during the periods of his most intense excitement. It is thus that he spoke of the object of my visit. His earnest desire to see me, the solace expected to form me, him, and he entered at some length to which he conceived to be the nature of his medley. It was, he said, constitutional, family evil, one for which he despaired to find a remedy. A mere nervous affliction, affection, he immediately added, which would undoubtedly soon pass off. It displayed itself a host of unnatural sensations. Some of these he used to tell them, interested and bewildered me, though perhaps the terms, general manner, the narration, had their weight. He suffered much from the morbid acuteness of the scent of the senses. Most intrepid food was alone and durable. He would wear only garments of certain texture. Odors of all flowers were oppressive. His eyes were tortured by even faint light. Yeah, but peculiar sounds, those constrained instruments, which did not inspire him with horror. To an anonymous species of terror, I found him a bowman slave. I shall perish, said he. I must perish in this deplorable folly. Thus, and thus, not otherwise, shall I be lost. I dread the events of the future, not themselves, but their results. I shall not thought of any, even the most trivial incident, which may operate upon this intolerable agitation of the soul. I have indeed no intolerable abhorrence of danger except in his absolute effect in terror is unnerved in this pitiful condition i feel the period will sooner or later arrive i must abandon life and reason together some struggle with grim phantasium fear i learned moreover at intervals through broken and equivocable hints some singular feature of mental condition he was enchained with certain petitions, pressions in regard to dwelling which he tenanted, whence for many years he never ventured forth. Guard of influence that was those superstitions forced to convey in terms too shadowy here to be reinstated. Influence which some peculiarities in the mere form and substance of his family mansion had, by dict of long sufferance, he said, obtained over his spirit. Effect which is physique, grey walls and turrets, dim tarn, which they all looked down, had at length brought upon the morale his assistance. He admitted, however, although his visitation and much of peculiar gloom which thus affected him could be traced to a more natural and far more credible origin, the severe long continued illness. Deedly approaching dissolution, the tender beloved sister, sole companion for young years, his last only relative on earth. You see, she said, a bitterness which I never forget. Would I leave him? Him, the hopeless, the frail, the last of the ancient race of the ashes. When I spoke, Lady Medling, for so she was called, passed slowly through her monk portion, apartment, without having the Noticed my presence, it disappeared. I guarded her with utter astonishment, not unmingled with dread, and yet I found it impossible to count for such feelings. Sensation, stupor, 
pressed me as my eyes followed her retreating steps when a, when a door at length closed upon her my glance sought instinctively and eagerly countenance of, of the brother but i had buried his face in his hands could not only perceive a far more than ornery weariness and overspread immaculate fingers with which trickled many passionate tears as he is a lady medelaine with long battled the skill of her physicians a set of apathy a gradual wasting away of the person a frequent fruit to transcend affections particularly capitical character were the unusual diagnosis were the unusual diagnosis it was those who steadily bored up against the pressure of a melee but not be taking herself funny to bed but on the closing in of the evening on arrival at the house she succumbed the mother told me a night of inexpressible avitation prostrating power of destroyer i learned at a glimpse obtained of her person would thus probably be the last i should obtain a lady at least while living will be seen by me no more for several days is doing a name as unmentioned by either usher or myself during this period i brooded in earnest endeavour to aim annihilate the macaulay melancholy of my friend we painted and read together i listened as a vision dream wild inspirations is of speaking guitar thus the closer and still closer we see permitted me more and reservedly for his sensitive spirit more bitterly did i receive a fertility all attempt at cheering the mind which darkness with inherent positive quality poured forth upon all objects the moral and physical for universe in one increasing radiation of bloom i shall never bear about me a memory of the many solemn hours i thus spent alone the master of the house of usher and i shall fail in my attempt to convey any idea as that character the studies or the occupations which he involved me or led me by the way excited and hurriedly distempered in identity through the separatist lust over me all these long improvised dirges the ring forever in my ears among other things i lay painfully in mind a sense of perversion application of wild air last waltz of van weber the paintings of his elaborate fancy brooded which grew touch by touch the vagueness which i shuddered vulgarness which i shuddered more friendly because i shuddered knowing not why these painted vivid as their image now are before me i would in vain endeavour to dice juice more than a small portion which should lie within the compass of merely written words by utter simply the nakedness of his designs rested and overawed attention ever morale painted an idea until an idea immortal was roderick roderick usher for me at least the circumstances that surrounded me rose out of pure abstractions it hydrochronodicic contrived to throw upon his canvas tensing a tolerable awe a shadow which i felt ever yet in contemplation and certainly growing yet to concrete reveries of a frozerly one of the phantomonic conceptions of my friend partaking not of my rigidity the spirit of abstraction may be shadowed forth although feebly in words a small picture presented a terror an immensely long rectangular vault or tunnel which low walls smooth white without the interruption of device turn the accessory points of design so well to convey the idea this extravagation lay in ceiling beneath below the surface of the earth no let was observed any portion in vast extent no torch or artificial source of light is the sun or yet the flood of intense rays rolled throughout the bathed the whole the ghastly and inappropriate splendour
I just spoken of that morbid condition, ordinary nerve, which rendered all music intolerable, the sufferer, with the exception of certain effects of string instruments, and perhaps the narrow limits which that he thus confined himself by the guitar, which gave birth great measure to the fantastic character of the performances, but the ferried facility of his promptness could not be so accounted for, for they must have been and were the notes as well as the words of his wild fancies, which not been frequently accomplished him with rhymed verbal perforations, result intense mental collectedness and concentration, to which I have previously alluded as observable in particular moments of the highest artificial excitement. Words of one of these rhapsodies I easily remembered, or perhaps the more forcible, impressed with it, with it, they gave it, because under or a mystic character of its meaning, fancied I perceived the first time a full conscious part usher tontering his lofty region on his throne, verses were entitled Haunted Palace, and nearly, very nearly, if not aptly thus, in the greenest of our valleys, big good angels t- tenanted. Once a fair and stately palace, radiant palace reared its head. In a monarch fruit dominion, it stood there, never severed, spared a ponion, over a fabric half so fair. Banners yellow, gorgeous, golden, on its roof did float and flow. This and all this was the olden time, time long, long ago. Ever gentle air that dirled, in a sweet day, along the rampants, plued and pallid, a winged odour went away. Wanderers in Verbi Valley, that through two luminous windows saw, spirits moving musically, a lute's well-tuned law. Round about a t- throne was sitting, polyhydrogen, in state of his glory well-befitting, a all around was seen. All a pale ruby glowing was a fair palace door, through which came flowing, 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 sparkling evermore, a troop of echoes, whose sweet duty was not was but to sing voices of passing beauty, wit and wisdom of their king. But evil things in robes of sorrow assailed the monarch's high great state. Oh, let us mourn, but never morrow shall dawn upon him. Desolate. Around, around about his home, a glory that blushed and bloomed, is but a dim remembered story on the old time entombed. And travellers now within that valley, through the wide litten window see vast forms of more fantastical, lee, 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 discondent mentally, while like a rapid, ghastly river. Through a pale door, through the pale door, he just rushed out forever, and laughed, not a smile, not more. I remember that suggestion rising from his ballad, as that a train of thought within came manifested. An opinion of rushes which I mentioned, not so much to count the novelty for other men, have thus, thought thus, and account the pent facility, which he maintained it. His opinion, his general form, was that of a sentence, only vegetable things. His daughter's sort of fancy, ideas assumed a more daring character, trespassed upon certain conditions of the kingdom of organization. Lack words to express of full extent, earnest, abandoned persuasion. The belief, however, he was connected, as I previously hinted, the grey stones, the home of his forefathers, condition of science and science, science, whatever he be, been here, he made a field and effort, collation, collation of these stories, the order, the arrangement, as well as that of the many fungi which have spread them, the decayed trees which stood around, above all the long and disturbed endurance, his arrangement, duplication, the still waters of Tarn, is it is evidence, evidence of science was to be seen, he said, I have started as he spoke. 
a gradual yet certain cons- consideration of their fear of their own by the waters and the walls. So it was discoverable. He added his son yet in promptitude and terrible influence, which for centuries had moulded the destinies of his family, which made him what I now saw him, what he was. Such opinions need no comment. I shall make none. Our books, our books for years, have formed no small portion made resistance of the music. Words might be suggested, strict keeping on his character, fantasism. We pulled together over a work such as Verant, a chissery, a gazette, a burger, pogger, of Mencenavelli, the heaven and the hell, a Swedenborg, a Centrinian voyage of Nicholas Klum, by Hindenburg, Hindenburg, a Caramancy, rapid fluid, a Gen Indrangi, a Dale de Corumi, a journey of the distant, blue distant, metallic, a city of the sun, Capetina, a favourite volume was a small Atello, a vision of Dumkarum Inquisitorum, a Dumkarum Ecometric Dumkarumantry, with patches of pompous melee about the old African sires and jip, and jip pens, over which Asher would sit dreaming for hours, his high delight, however, the founder of the pursuer, seeing Rand, Curry's book, in quotes of Gothic, a man with the forgotten church, Venice Mutrum Spectrum, Quadrum et Century, Mancatum Sathiti. I could not help thinking the wild ritual of this work, its probable influence upon hydrochronic quadratic. When, one evening, I mean, before me abruptly, the Lady Malay was no more, he stated his intention, preserving a corpse for a fortnight previously as a, its final interment in one of the numerous vaults within the main walls of the building. Holy, worthy reason, however, aside for this singular proceeding, was one which I did not feel liberty to dispute. But I had been led to his resolve, his resolution, so he told me, in consideration of the unusual character of lay of the cease, certain of astute of obtrusive eagle inquiries, a part of a medical man, a remote exposed situation, burial ground of the family. I will not deny when I called to mind the sinister countenance of the person whom I met upon the staircase the day of my arrival at that house. I do not desire to oppose that God is the best, but harmless by no means a natural precaution. Christopher I personally aided him in arrangements, the temporal attunement, but he had been too coffined. He too alone bore it to its rest, fold in which it, we placed it, and which we know been so long unopened, our torches half smothered, his oppressive atmosphere gave us little opportunity for investigation, a small damping entirely, without means of mission for light, lying in great depth immediately beneath the portion, the building which was my own sleeping apartment. It had been used apparently in remote federal times, the worst purpose of Dojon Keep, and later days as a place deposit for powder or some other highly combustible substance is a potion for its floor floor whole interior long archway through which we reached when we, which we reached it was carefully sheathed with copper the door was massive of iron but being also particularly similarly protected immense weight curls and a usually sharp rating sound is moved upon its hinges having deposited our mournful burden Upon trestles within this region of horror, particularly turned aside, yet unscrewed lid or coffin, and looked upon the face of the tenant, a striking similar to between the brother and sister now, first arrested my attention. Usher, dividing, divining, perhaps my faults, murmured one out some few words, of which I learned the deceased, myself have been twins, myself have been twins. Penfield was scarcely in the nature, always existed between them. Our glances, however, 
where she is not alone upon the dead, where he could not regard her world. A disease when he had thus entombed the lady, the maturity of youth, and left the usual the lady, the ladies, the ladies had strictly a proverbial character, mockery of a faint blush upon the bosom and face, suspiciously lingering smile upon a face which is so terrible in death. We replace the screw upon the lid, bound the lid, having secured a door of iron, made away into a toll, into seriously less gloomy apartments than a portion of the house. Now some days of bitter grief, having relapsed, an observable change came upon the features made the disorder of my friend. Joining man and vanished, his ordinary preoccupations were neglected or forgotten. Rome from chamber to chamber hurried an equal objectious step. A part of his countenance assumed, if possible, a more ghostly hue. But the luminous of his eye had utterly gone out. The immense occasional luxuries of his tone were heard no more. Tremendous quiver of its, uh, of, as if it's changed the terror. How would you characterize his utterance? There are times, indeed, when I thought him increasingly could have mind, laboring some precious secret to divulge, in which he struggled with necessary courage. Time again, times again, I was obliged to resolve all that mere spickle vagaries of madness. I beheld him gaze upon vacancy, long hours in a true attitude, found his attention, if listening to some imaginary sound. No wonder that his condition terrified that he inflicted me, a fell creeping upon me, a slow, yet certain degrees, the mild influence of his own fantastic yet impressive superstitions. Is he especially upon retiring to bed late, a night of the seventh, eighth day, after pacing them late, he immediately been of Dijon. I experienced the full power of such feelings. Sleep came not near my couch, while well, I always waned and waned away, struggled to reason off the nervousness, which had done when it over me. I endeavoured to believe that much. It is not all that I felt, what I felt was due to bewildering influence, when we furnished the room. Dark and tattered draperies, tortured under motion, a breath-raising tempest, swayed furtively to and fro upon the walls, and rustled as easy upon decorations of the bed. But my efforts were fruitless, irrespressible tremor gradually pervaded my frame at length, and set upon my very heart and cumbrous of utterly careless alarm, causeless alarm, shaking myself with grasp and a struggle, lifting myself upon the pillows and peering at earnestly in an intense darkness of the chamber and hearkened. Could not work why, except the instinctive spirit prompted me to certain low and indifferent sounds. Which came through the pauses of the storm, along intervals, <coughs> along I knew not whence, overpowered by immense sentiment of horror, I can we yet endurable. I threw out on my clothes in haste. I felt I should sleep no more during that night. Endeavoured to rouse myself, the pitiful condition which had fallen. I paced rapidly to and fro through the apartment. I had taken but a few turns of this manner, a light step on the journeying staircase rested my attention. Presently recognised it as the that of Usher. Instantly afterward, he rapped, gentle touch at my door, and when I entered, bearing no lamp. Candles as usual, devilishly waned, for uh, moreover, it was a spe- species of mad hatchery, hatchery in his eyes, of evidently restrained hysteria. Which his whole demeanour, his whole air, pliable me. If any one was preferable to the solitude which I had long endured, I even welcomed his presence as a relief. And you have, uh, and you have not, not seen it? He said abruptly after being stared about him some moments in silence. You have not, you have not see, then seen it. But stay, you shall. But speaking, having carefully shaded the lamp, he hurried to one of the cases. And free, freely open the storm. Impetuous fury of this entering gust 
Then he lifted us from our feet. It is indeed a temperous, yet sternly beautiful night, one wildly singular in its terror, beauty. A whirlwind apparently collected its force of our vicinity, and there was a, with frequent and violent vibrations the direction of the wind, receding density of the clouds, which hung so low as to press upon the turrets of the house, but did not prevent our perceiving the life like philosophy which then flew careering from all points against each other without passing away in the distance. So that even its senior density did not prevent our perceiving this, yet we had no glimpse of the moon or stars, nor was any only flashing forth of lightning, or on the surface of the huge masses added vapour, as well as all terrestrial objects, immediately around us a glowing natural light of fairly luminous and distinctly visible gastrous exaggeration, which hung about, strode in the mansion. You must not, you shall not behold this, said I, shuddering and usher, as I fled in a gentle violence the window to seek. The appearance which bewilder you, many electrical phenomena, not uncommon, or maybe they have their ghastly origin, rank, mensimer, or tarn. Let us close this casement. There is chilling and dangerous to our, your frame. Here is one of my favourite romances. I read. You shall listen. So we should. So we will pass away this terrible night together. The antique volume which I had picked up was Rare Trust by Sir Lancelot Canning. I had called its favourite ushers more in sad jest than in earnest, for in truth, little of its uncouth and majesty proximity could have been in, have an interest for the lofty and spiritual identity of my friend. It was ever the only book immediately at hand. Dodge of vague hope, excitement, which I now agitated the hypertrondratic might. No leaf for the history of mental disorder is filled of similar anomalies. Even in the extremeness of the folly which I should read, could I ever judge indeed the wild overstrained air for the sanity which the hearkened, uh, or apparently hearkened, to worlds of the tale, I might well correction myself for the of my design. I arrived at first at that well known portion of the story where Pharrell the hero trust. My sought in vain of the peaceful mission for dwelling in the hermit, who sees to make good an entrance by force. Here, it will be remembered, words of a narrative run like thus. Emerald was by nature doughy heart, and who was now mighty bejeweled, accounted powerfulness of the wine, which had drunk and waited no longer, held parley with the hermit. His Sue was an obstinate and menaceful turn. But feeling the rain upon his shoulders, fearing a rising tempest, uplifted his mass upright. It blows me quickly room and a planking of door, his credited hand, now pulling unnecessarily, so he cracked and whipped and tore asunder, a noise of drying, hollow sounding wood, loaded, illumined, a reverberated through the forest. Termination sentence started, uh, started, and then for a moment pause, it appeared to me, though I had once concluded my sighted fancy, perceive me, it appeared to me that for some very remote portion of pension, some indistinctly my ears, and might have been his stacked similarity to the character of the echo, if siphon of dull, one paternity, very crackling, ripping sound, as Sir Lancelot so particularly described it, was beyond doubt the co coincidence alone which arrested my attention, for amid the rattling of snatches, the casements and the only coming coming lazes, the still increasing storm of sound in itself, and nothing surely which could interest, have interest or stirred me, I continued the story. The good champion of road now entering within the door was the soul gazed, made to perceive a single for most mesophile hermit, 
and his steed before a dragon, a scaly, prodigious demeanour, a still fiery tongue, his set the guard below for a palace of gold with a floor of silver upon the wall which hung a shield, playing in brass of his legend written, who enters within or conquer have speed, who slayeth the dragon and shield, he shall win. Everyone uplifted the mace and struck upon the head, the dragon which fell below and before him, gave out his fiercely breath, and the freaks so horrid of mass, being so piercing the alphabet, feigned to close his eyes, and his iron hands against the noteful noise of it, and like therefore was never foreheard. Here again I paused abruptly, now with a feeling of wildest amazement, for there could be no doubt whatever, but in this instance I actually hear heard. Although there was a bat that but from what direction it proceeded, found it impossible to say. An apparent distant but harsh attracted the most unusual screaming, grating sound of that counterpart of what my fancy where he conjured up for dragon's unnatural shriek as described by the romancer. Precious certainly was upon the occurrence of this second and most extraordinary coincidence, a thousand conflicting sensations, which one extreme terror was predominant, but still with trained, significant pleasure, presence of mind, avoid its creating. By any observation of sensitive nativeness, my companion was by no means certain, we noticed the sounds in question, although most assuringly a second alteration had, during the first last few minutes, taken place in his demeanour. But in my position, fending on my own, he had gradually brought around his chair to sit in his face to the door of the chamber. Thus I could but partly perceive his features, although I saw that his lips trembled as if they were muttering audibly. His head was dropped upon his breast. I caught he was not asleep from the wild, rigid eye, opening his eye, and caught a glimpse of his profile, the motion of his body too, with the variance which is this idea. He rocked from side to side with gentle, yet constant and uniform once way, having rapidly taken notice of all this. I assumed an eight narrative for Sir Launcelot, which thus, which, which thus proceeded. And now the champion having escaped from the terrible fury of the dragon, bethink himself of raising shield of the blanking up enchantment which is now upon it, he rode the cosmos about the way before him, approached very fenelessly over the silver pavement castle to where the shield was open on the wall. It smooth hard, not in his full coming, but fell down his feet upon the silver floor, mighty mighty great silver ringing sound. As soon as the syllables had passed my lip, then as a shield of brass had the deed, a moment falling heavily over a ship upon a field of silver. Floor of silver, I was aware of a distant follow of the mechanic, metallic and clamorous, yet a feed of apparently muffled reverberation. Completely unnerved, I lay to my feet, a measure of reckoning moment. The moment of usher was undisturbed. I reached to the chair in which he sat. His eyes are bent fixedly up before him, and throughout his whole contentance there was rigid rain and stormy rigidity. I placed my hands upon his shoulder, came a sudden shudder upon his whole person, a slippery smile quivered about his lips. I saw that he spoke in a low, hurried, and gibbering murmur, as if unconscious my presence breaking, bending closely over him. I at length drunk the hideous import of his words. Now I'd hear it. Yes, I hear it. I had have heard it long, 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 many times, many hours, many days. Have I heard it? Yet I dared not. I pity me, merciful wretch, I am. I dare not, dare not speak. We are not, they have our, put our living in a tomb. Said I not, said not, I may my, my senses of coot. I'm not too what I heard of those first Evil moments in the full of coffin. I had heard them many days ago, yet I dared not. I speak, I dare not speak. I'm not so might tonight, Elfred. Aha, the dream breaking of the hermit's door, the death cry of the dragon, the clamber of the shield, saying nothing, the rendering of a coffin, the grating of iron hinges of a prison, and the struggles within the copper archway of the vault. Ah, whither shall I fly? 
Will she not be a mom? She should not. She should not hurrying for upbraid me for my for my haste. Have I not heard a footstep on the stair? Do I not distinguish the heavy and horrible beating of my heart? Madman, have he sprung furiously to his feet and streaked at his syllables? If an effort he was giving up his soul, madman, I too you now stand without, the, without that door. As if the sublimity of his utterance there had been found a prophecy, a spell, huge antique panels of which Beaker pointed through and so through slowly back upon the instant the ponderous and ebony floors, the work of gushing, gushing gusts, and then about the, these doors there stood, there stood lofty and shrouded figure Lady Malay, Medley of Usher, and blood upon the white robes, however, it's a more bitter struggle than every impulsion of demonstrated frame. A moment she remained trembling and creeping to and fro upon the threshold. Then, with a low moaning cry, fell heavily in between upon the person of her brother. And a violent, now final death agonies, bore him to the floor, the corpse, victim of the terrors he had, appreci- had appreciated. Anticipated. For the chamber from that mansion, I fared aghast. The storm was still abroad in my all its wolf, as I found myself crossing the old causeway. Suddenly there shot along the path. A wild light had turned to see whence a gleam so unusual could have been could have been have issued. A vast had its shadows were blown behind me. Raises that of a small setting, a blood red moon, which now shone vividly. Through the once barely discernible through George, which overcome before spoken, standing from the roof to the building, is the direction of my face. My gaze is fusion, rapidly widened. There came a fierce breath of a whirlwind. Entire orb of sight like burst upon my sight. My brain reels as I saw the mighty walls rushing asunder with a long, tremendous shouting sound like a voice of a thousand waiters. A deep dark turn of my feet closed suddenly and suddenly the fragments of the house of Asha.